I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Why would something become a bug? Bug is a shape. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 392nd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my spectacular co-host, the one, the only, the man who is no longer living in SeaWorld, Dr. Shamu. Hello. And then we've got the other one who's named Linian, and his name doesn't have fun puns about SeaWorld. I mean, it can. Can I, it? I don't know what they are, but I'm, I'm sure someone can force something. I'm sure we can, I'm sure we can shoehorn it in and we can make an awesome show out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw everybody else under the bus with me this week. And, uh, we talk everything from the video game to the trading card game to even Pokemon Explorers of Sky. By talking about Pokemon Explorers of Sky, we talk about how Thatch needs to play it and hasn't played it yet. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good time. We have a good show lined up today. We're gonna sit around, chit chat a little bit at the beginning of the show if you're new. I know some of you probably are new from the interview last week with John Stone, and also people come in typically when there's new Pokemon news. We are going to get to that today. We are definitely going to break down that direct today. Uh, there, there is so much to just like dig into. So much meat. That was a big direct. That yeah. that was like all, Sigma did the math. He's like, we're getting as much uh Pokemon video as we got until August. Yeah. For Sun and Moon. It was like a crazy amount. It was a, it was lot. a lot of video. Uh, but we can, we'll break it down a little bit later today. Uh, before that, we're going to break into some other news that isn't <laughs> the direct. Uh, <laughs> there, there is like minor news to talk about there. We're, we're going to break down into it and then we're going to do our trivia segment. Then we're going to get into that topic. It's a nice beefy topic today. Uh, I'm very excited to get into it. It's been a long time since we've had like real Pokemon news to talk about other than trying to like speculate and everything. So. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to really dig into this. And then we're going to wrap things up with our Pokemon in the episode and then our mailbag segments back this week because uh, we don't have an interview. So I'm excited to dig into the emails and see what you guys thought of the direct. I'm sure we'll have to we'll have to make that email also go until next week as well. So uh, without further ado, then, how are you guys doing? What's going on? How's life? The universe? Everything? Um, not, Nothing's really changed since last week other than more gym battles and then the direct. That's right. You were on last week. I already forgot yeah. about last week's episode. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, There's so much has changed. Uh, so much has changed. After Wednesday, I was like, what do you mean Pokemon sleeps a video game? I don't remember. I don't remember anything from that press conference. The only What's thing that mean? 
The only thing I remember for the press conference was that they endorsed the Godzilla movie, and I honestly think that was a joke implying gi- Dynamaxing. Dynamaxing. <laughs> I I honestly that's like the only thing I remember. I'm like, was that a joke about this, or is the guy just literally like, I'm excited to see Godzilla. You should see it too. Both of these are very plausible answers. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're they're both very plausible. We don't. We, that might be one of the Mike Universe's secrets we never know. <laughs> It'll never be answered. It'll always be questioned. Did he want us to see the movie, or was it a hint? Or was it a hint? I don't know. You decide. I, I don't know which one's better. Honestly, I don't. I don't know which one I enjoy more. They're both pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Like both instances are are both very exciting. Uh, <laughs> Well, what about you, Lydia? What have you been up to lately? Uh, I have been building another deck because mistakes have been made. Uh, really, it's just kind of been uh, running my gym, losing to people, but running my gym. That's the uh, point. If you, if nobody loses, yeah. nobody gets in, right? Like, yeah, no, it, it's fun. Um, it's it's really interesting to see where people can improve because at a certain skill level, it's like, oh, this is what I need to do, and you, you it's kind of intuitive, and then you. You look back to where you were or, or where other people are. And it's like, OK, and you, it's 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 fun to help people close that gap. Uh, it's really interesting. Like we have like a lot of community members that have done that over the years as well, like just through continuous tournaments as well. Like I think w- one guy that I want to just give like a major shout out to in our community for that is the British gent. Like he used to be pretty bad at competitive. And in like the past, like two, three years, he's just like really turned it on. He is he is a very good player now. I agree. Yeah. Mm. He's uh, up there. Mm-hmm. And like, so like, congrats to you. I'm, I'm happy that he got a nice little shout out. Um, uh, following that then, let's see. Uh, for me, uh, I played some D&D last night. That was cool. Um, Ooh. I was there with Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Um, <laughs> and Ryan was there. Uh, we played some D&D. Uh, we, we were playing some Horde of the Dragon Queen. It was a good time. Uh, and then, uh, actually, th- some Pokemon related news. Um, if you want some more Thatch's voice in your earballs, uh, you can go ahead and go listen to this week's Blastburn Radio. I think that comes out. It probably comes out before this show drops. Uh, I know Jolly tries to drop the Blastburn Radio episodes on Sunday night, so you guys can go listen over there. I'm I'm on that show with them this week. It was a very good time. I enjoyed having them, and I also just like the guys over at Blastburn Radio. So uh, if you want, go give them some support. Go check them out. Uh, they're just fantastic people. I like hanging out with them. So wherever podcasts are sold, they get those guys are over there as well. Um, I, I don't know what else, if there's anything else going on though. For me, uh, <laughs> I've got, I've got my nice, like, long list of, like, puckle stuff I need to do this week. And it, it's very, very, uh, long. And I'm very intimidated by it for, like, the first time in a while. Cause I actually decided, like, sit down. I'm like, okay, what are things that I need to do? And it's, uh, it's a nice long list of, like, things that need to be done in puckle. And we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see how it goes uh other than that the one thing that i'm really excited that is on my list by the way that we really need to get going is movie nights again i want to get one of those out before the end of june i think that'd be a lot of fun Mm -hmm. those are always a good time and i've been i've been working pretty hard on getting a couple of things going for that um i've got like i've been ripping dvds and stuff so that we can kind of just have our own uh our own video sources for some of these things Mm. so we'll see how that goes um it's just where do we stream it? We're working on that. If anybody's got a suggestion on where to put the movie night, hit us up. We'll we'll probably take it into consideration, and we'll see how that goes as well. <laughs> can't be Twitch. Uh, cannot you, YouTube be Twitch. and Twitch. Nope. are not viable. Yeah, let's not do Twitch. Twitch would be a bad idea. 
other than that, though, I think that is it. Uh, we will go ahead and jump right on in to the news. <laughs> And welcome to the news. The news is here. Uh, there are, are things to talk about other than the direct, uh, contrary to popular belief, um, which is still I'm a member of popular belief, so it's not going to be great. <laughs> all right. So first up, uh, this is all Pokemon Go news, essentially. So first, um, they're doing legendary raid hours throughout the entire month of June, which is awesome from 6 to 7 p.m. every Wednesday. I think that's an awesome thing to add, especially with all the legendaries they're kind of just using to like recycle them throughout the year, um, which is or th- well, throughout the next couple of months, I should say. So like Chrysalia is going to be be up and around on the 12th, um, which is this upcoming Wednesday. And then on the 19th and 26th, you get Kyogre. I hope this becomes a thing. Just like every Wednesday becomes a raid hour on Wednesday night. That'd be crazy cool. I'm down. I'll be there. I'm about that life. Just give me more community events in Pokemon Go. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just an hour that you can go and, and do, like, one thing. It's not a huge commitment. And for right? a lifestyle game like Go, it, it seems kind of like a logical fit that you get the community out regularly. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been doing a really good job of that since they... I, I would say I would say since the beginning of 2018. They've been, like, mm-hmm. really on the pedal with that. And I think that, I think the, the addition of community days is probably the biggest thing. I know we get the slack-off one uh, today as we're recording this. Um but it's it's really really interesting. I am I am very uh, I, I'm very happy with the way they're turning things uh, to an extent. There are definitely it definitely gets to the point where it's too much to keep up with uh, at sometimes, mm. and which is somewhat disappointing. Like it is hard to keep up with the constant events, and I like having the events where we can get normal Pokemon sometimes, and th- <laughs> those those in themselves feel like events now. Where it's just normal spawns because it's literally like two weeks between events. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's like two days of normal spawns, and then we're back into an event. Nor- normal encounter tables. What? What are these? These are the strangest things I've ever seen. It's still, in, I still see a ton of Trico when that happens, and it's very confusing to me. <laughs> I like. I remember. I remember playing the game when it was stupid hard to find any of the starters. Yeah. And now, yeah. now it's just like, oh, hey, there's a Trico down the street from you now every day. And it's just like, okay, I guess that's nice. Yeah. Uh, I remember like, I boot up every once in a while. I'm like, oh, why is like this Pokemon I've never seen? Like, this is just like a starter or like, it's yeah. just something like entertaining. I'm like, why? Why is this here? Like, what? why is this here? Right. It's super <laughs> like, easy. Barely an inconvenience. Uh, to be fair, the newer stuff is harder to find. And then as the game goes on, like, it's just the older stuff becomes easier to find because they're just like, Hey, we know it used to be hard to find. Here you go. Have your bone. And, and I can understand to an extent. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, uh, you're just never going to finish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it turns out that th- there's also a glitch going on with Adventure Sync and it's not working properly. And right now we're in the middle of the Pokemon Go Adventure Week. And they had like some crazy uh, rewards that you get if you walked 50k. Uh, but unfortunately, if you don't have Adventure Sync on, that's very hard to do. Uh, so they're extending that until June 17th. So if you do it on June 17th, you'll also get the 50k rewards, which is like 50,000 Stardust, uh, like 15 rare candy and a bunch of other crazy stuff. So go go do that while you can. It's a fun time. 
I'm still working on trying to get that real Lou, man. I need that real Lou in my life. <laughs> uh, other than that, I don't know. There's, uh, so Pokemon Go Fest is actually next week, so we'll probably get the drop of like the Jirachi event, which will be a lot of fun. Uh-huh. That'll be cool. Um, we'll get there, there's also going to be the Yokohama Safari Zone, uh, which is taking place in Yokohama, Japan, and that's actually running through the 19th to 28th this month. Um, and yeah, there's going to be like a Pikachu outbreak uh, in Yokohama as well from the 6th to the 12th of August. Oh, application for the tickets are the 19th to 28th. I'm a dummy bear. The actual thing is happening from the 6th to the 12th of August. Um, and if you go there, you could probably get some unknown and some chatot, it says. <laughs> you know, some uh, Pokemon, I guess. Just come. Just come. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I really like the way they're handling the tickets in like this raffle fashion, by the way. I think it's fantastic. Um, my friend Ryan, hi Ryan, um, constantly tries to go to Pokemon Go Fest like every year, and there's always something stopping him from going, and it's kind of hilarious. Uh, and now it'll be the ticket, you know? Well, it wasn't just the ticket. Like, this year he couldn't go because he and I are going to a bachelor party for another friend of ours, and then he couldn't go the year before that because he went to a wedding for a friend of ours. (laughs) (laughs) And then the year before that, something else happened. I forget what it was. For the first one, something else happened. And a uh, good thing, because I think the first one, was, that was the first one. And the first Pokemon Go Fest was an absolute mess. So It was a 0.5 fire festival on the scale of how bad it went. It was pretty bad. It, like There were people like chanting, fix your game and stuff like that. And I remember like... That, that was like a con, like a topic during that PokeCon, because that was like yeah. the same time. And that was just like the source of entertainment, just kind of like looking through like, what's happening here? Oh, th- more more stuff's going wrong. Cool. Okay. Yeah, it was horrible. It just yeah, went it was, so it wrong. Good. It, it went was horribly, bad. The horribly Shaden wrong. Freud was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It went horribly, horribly wrong. It was just like, it, it was just because they weren't prepared for as many people as there were. And I think, I think that's the story of Pokemon Go, especially in its first year was they didn't expect it to be as successful as it was. I think a lot of people in the world underestimated the Pokemon brand at that time. Uh, yeah. It, it baffles me that people keep doing that. Right? Well, I think at that time, too, we were... we had, What, we just got Sun and Moon at that time? N- it was before oh, no. Sun and Moon. It was, it was before, before Sun oh, and Moon. Oh, and that's also part of it, too, then, because we just had Pokemon Go announced, and it's like... No, 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 was it, was, it, was the, it was just after Pokemon... The first Go Fest was just after Sun and Moon, actually. I lied. Okay. Because that was still, like, yeah, Pokemon was already gaining traction again, but that was still kind of right before the big reinsurgence of Pokemon. Like, it's Pokemon's always been big, but after Sun and Moon, it did grow substantially. I think X and Y, honestly, was really the X and Y was where it started, definitely, yes. But I still think it was not, it what they weren't, they just thought, oh, X and Y is a thing. Sun and Moon just came out and they still weren't, it wasn't being accepted that it was this big Again. And we just had the 20th anniversary, so there was yep. already, like, it was back in the zeitgeist a little bit, mm-hmm. and then the the summer of Pokemon Go happened, yep. which was a surreal experience for everyone involved. That was followed up by Sun and Moon right after that, and then yeah. it was, and then the year after that's when GoFest happened. It was, that was a nuts, nutso time. Like, I, I do agree, I do agree with Shami, though. Like, X and Y is really where it started. X and Y yeah. is where Pokemon really just started to pick up again after the travesty that I don't want to say travesty. That's probably a bad word. After after what was black and white. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think there are two low points in the Pokemon franchise, and it's probably because it's like it kind of operates as a wave to an extent. Um, 
And we, I mean, the low, the first low point is when you hit Ruby and Sapphire. And I think that's one just because a lot of people grew out of it, quote unquote. And mm. they, they felt like, oh, Pokemon's for kids. I don't want that. Also, you had the whole disconnect from the previous generations, which probably turned a lot of people off. And then, yeah. uh, and then after that, you again had this like lull in Gen 5. Um, Gen 5 was purchased a lot, but I think the problem was Gen 5 was just like, hey, we want to do a soft reboot of Pokemon. And I don't think I, I've heard a lot of people on Twitter ask for that several times. Like, hey, it would be nice to get like a soft reboot of Pokemon or something like that. Or maybe we just like ditch all the creatures we have and like get another 150 and do a hard reboot. And I'm like, no, nobody wants that except for you. The last time they did that, it did not go well. And it was just it was uh, yeah, black and white were uh, th- that was a thing that happened. I'm also craving to play some of that, man. Like part of me wants to get on Twitch a little bit more and just like start playing through some of these games. And just maybe maybe do like a Nuzlocke online. If you guys want to do that, like let me know. Hit me up. If, if like five people like DM me in Discord saying they want me to Nuzlocke a game on on Twitch, I'll do it. I'll do it. You guys don't even have to show up. You just have to say you want me to do it. Let <laughs> <laughs> me do it because oh, I really boy. just I really just want to Nuzlocke black and white again. I really just want to do that. Uh, and I want an excuse to do it. I gotta be so I can tell my wife. I'm like, well, the fans asked for it, you know. So like, I gotta do it. And she says, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the $25 Patreon tier now. I'm kidding. No, I'm not going to ask for money for that. Um, all right. So that I think that's it. That's where we'll wrap up the news. That was a fun discussion. And we are going to yeah. kick it on over to Puckles Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckles Poke Quiz. This segment of the show is brought to you by Anime Gravy, your one-stop shop for all anime art. These guys are great. You can go check them out. They've got some cool stuff, including like a really cool Green Tauros poster that they gave me and they framed. And I haven't put it up yet because I'm running out of wall space and I have to find where to put it. Uh, <laughs> I have to find where to put it. Because like I have, so like for those of you who don't watch the streams, I got like this giant like piece of like hoa lugia artwork like that's a five panel like canvas and it kind of takes up like a lot of space so it's really cool i really enjoy that my wife gave that to me so like i have to put i have to prioritize that also because it's really cool and i really love my wife so i i really i have to put that up there but we're we're not talking about the artwork on thatch's wall we are talking about we're talking about Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. That means they're going to have five Pokemon-themed questions that they have to answer, each worth one point apiece, except for the one time it's not. Uh, one of the questions is going to have a bonus point attached to it, and they have one hint that they can use as a lifeline throughout the process to hopefully score themselves a few more points, uh, or one more point if they need it. If they get all the questions right without the hint, they these guys will go ahead and get uh, seven points possibly today. They're in a race with their co-host to 30 points. Whoever gets there first wins a $20, uh, what is it called? The $20 redemption credit? thing. Credit? Credit. That's the word I'm looking for. $20 credit to the Puckle Tea Public Store where they can get hoodies, mugs, literally anything they could ever want. I just bought a hoodie. I'm actually pretty happy with that. I, I am going to wear that to PuckleCon. Um, and that is that is where we're at. So, if you guys are ready, I've got some questions for you from our Discord. All right. Mm-hmm. Our first question is, what Pokemon is the proud owner of the signature move, Heat Lash? That is Heat Heatmore. 
That is correct. That is one point for you. That didn't come from Discord. That came from Thatch because uh, he was trying to find like, a nice and easy question. Um, this next question, though, comes from Uncle Oshawott, and he wants is to it know. Dex entry? It is not Dex entry. That's always the third question. Oh. Uh, the for, this question is: Which Pokemon game sold the least amount of copies? Are we counting like two together? So or? if there if there are versions that came out together, they get counted together. If that makes so, sense, because there aren't individual sales yeah, numbers yeah, for yeah, Sapphire yeah. and Ruby. There's just uh, there's Ruby and Sapphire uh, numbers. Yeah, yeah. I was just double checking. Um, it's either Usum or like Black White Two, because um, I remember Black White Two sold very poorly. This is the main series Pokemon game, though. Just to confirm. yes, only main series. Yes. Um. Okay. Otherwise, it might be the typing game. I have a sinking suspicion. That never came out in the U.S., which is a travesty. It came out no. UK. You can get it in the UK version. That PAL version. You can. Um, I, I, feel like it, I don't think Usum sold that poorly though. Do you want to do you want to go with Black White Two? I kind of do because that's I. Cause I remember the sales being very low in that generation. Well, yeah, and it, it kind of spooked them for a while, and they didn't do like second games in Gen yeah. Six. Like they changed a lot. They're like a groundhog got spooked. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll, I feel better about Black White 2, but Usum is also, Usum's new, so it hasn't had the time to get sales by, over time. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll, I'll say Black White 2. Yeah, that's fair. That is, unfortunately, incorrect. Oh. Uh, the answer is actually Pokemon Emerald version. Pokemon Emerald only sold 6.32 million copies. Oh. Uh, it is it is the worst selling Pokemon game of all time. Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, just to make you feel better, did o- only sold like eight million copies. <laughs> and Black and White Two combined also only sold like eight point five million copies. Okay, so, so you got the two and three. You got you got you got the two and three. Well, actually, not even because Crystal only sold six point three or six point no. four million. Um, oh, so that one. It was just oh. so you got the three and four. If that makes you feel it any better. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it really doesn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, unfortunately, it is Pokemon Emerald version. Uh, all right, so this next question is your Pokedex question. Uh, so who's that Pokemon? It's Soul Silver entry reads: Its wings are not used for flying; they are flapped at high speed to adjust its body temperature. Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> what? <laughs> its wings are not used for flying; they are flapped at high speed to adjust its body temperature. I heard you, but what? It's from Pokemon uh, Soul Silver. Um, the only thing I can think of is like the Flygon line, but no, it flies. It's got fly in its name. What? It has to be Gen Four or earlier. Ah, uh, I mean, we've already lost the point. Do you want to use the hint? <laughs> I guess I have no idea. I have I have nothing. Let me double check uh, I- here. I think this is also this Pokemon's Pokedex entry in another game. Um, let me double check, um, real quick for that, uh, for you. I believe, though, this is also the Pokemon... Spinosaurus? I don't know. This is also the Pokemon Silver entry for this Pokemon as well. Okay, so it's a Gen 2 yes. Pokemon. At the very least. I'll say it's Gen 2. That's our hint, right? It's Gen okay. 2. Yeah, that's your hint. <laughs> okay, good. Good, okay. Gen 2 Pokemon with wings that don't fly. I guess there's only like 99 of them to be, well, like 99 Gen 2 Pokemon. So it could be worse, I guess. 
Uh, um, oh! Oh, Don Sparse. Oh, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, because it's got the tiny, terrible, bad wings. Yeah, I don't know what else they'd be it, good it for. It makes sense for the fast snake to uh, want to cool itself down. Yeah. That's... Don Sparse, final answer. Yeah. That is unfortunately incorrect. Oh. What? Oh. Uh, the answer is uh, Scizor. Scizor. What? Yeah. Fun fact. Uh, let me get you. Let me get the Dunspar silver entry because I'm interested. If spotted, like... it escapes by burrowing with its tail. It can float just slightly using its wings. Oh. It almost. It almost sounds like the Pokemon Company in Black White and Black Two and White Two. Uh, they got scared. But I'm and they pretty burrowed sure Scizor fly. That's why that kind of throws us. <sighs> Scizor can't fly, uh, I don't think. Um, it flies all the time in the anime, and that's the only know. thing that matters in my heart. Well, then Dunsparce flew in the anime. There's an entire episode about it. Uh-oh. All right, moving on. Next question. This is this is worth two points, if you get them both. Uh, there are two types that put no Pokemon gains upon evolution. What are these types? So you know when they... Normal? Normal, normal is one. Because it gains evolution, it doesn't really just... It doesn't gain a normal type upon evolving. Yeah. And I can't think of anything that's like a baby that turns into a normal either. That wasn't okay. to begin with. Uh, I know water is wrong. Gain... I know... Does something gain fire? Um, Does Eevee... Ca- I assume Eevee counts, right? Oh, yeah. So that Eevee. just knocked... That's, that just knocks that a That knocks out bunch. a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, it knocks out grass, which was my other knee-jerk reaction. Bug? Yeah. But, um, does anything in bug? I don't think so, actually. I mean, I don't understand, yeah, like, why would something become a bug? Yeah. Bug is a shape. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) You got circles, you got squares, you got bugs. You got bugs. Triangles. (laughs) You know, when you were a little kid, you had the circle block goes in the circle hole, triangle block in the triangle hole, bug bug block goes in the bug hole. Bug hole. Normal and bug, final answers. Those yeah. are both correct. Uh, <laughs> you got two points. I don't think it's because bugs are shaped, but uh, we could we could well, use that. I mean, like it's a like it's an a, like a classification, like an animal shape, not like a literal shape. But no, not the shape. Now, we, we yeah, bug is if, a shape. If Detective Pikachu tells you how to make orange, it's gonna tell you what this, the shape of bug is. Okay, that's Detective Pikachu gonna... too. The sequel, Puckle Podcast. We teach you the shape of bug. All right, so that makes you guys three for four today. Question number five is your base stat question, and I want to know what. Pokemon has the lowest speed of all electric type Pokemon. Oh, uh, all the like mm. s- super slow boys that I can think of are like not electric type. Alolan Golem is probably down there. Oh, I feel Alolan Geodude would be low lower. I think. Uh, it's a base point to run off of. Yeah, like I'm I'm trying to think of like things that are that are truly abysmal. But electric types are fast. That's their Generally, thing. Yeah. It's Voltorb! I don't know. Uh, hmm. Okay, so what about, like, Pichu? Because Pichu's so got bad higher. Because at... mm-hmm. Pichu's already based, like, 80-90. So Pichu's not much, like, lower than that. Mm. It's lower, but it's I... not that much. What and... a ma- Magnemite? I don't think Magnum... it's lower than than uh, Geodude, for what it's worth. Yeah, like, because um, 70, I can tell you that off the top of my head, Magnezone's 60, and then I assume Magnemite's, like, 50 or 45, Yeah, which could be on par with Geodude, because I think Alolan Golem gets, like, 65 or something like that. 
Yeah. It's still, it's um, like, it's up there, but it's not great. Um, I can't even really, like, yeah, I'm gonna say Lowland Geodude. I don't have any, I can't think yeah. of anything that's, that, uh, there's not like a, a base five Pokemon that I can think of, you know? Like yeah, a Pukamuku or a Munchlax or something. You could even Sunfist could actually be fairly speedy, I believe. It's like at least 60 or something like that. <laughs> fairly speedy. 60. What is this, Alola? <laughs> for, for like what it is. For what it is. For a ground, a little mudfish. Most of his stats are pretty balanced. What, what is know. your, what are your, uh, what are, what are your answers? We're doing uh, Geodude. Geodude. Alolan Geodude. Alolan Geodude is correct. Base 20 hey! speed. Yeah, that's oh, four yeah. points for you guys today. Yeah, I, I thought it was Stunfisk at first, but then you said Geodude, and then I looked, and then you were right. Um, Stunfisk <laughs> is the slowest non-Alolan electric type, if that makes you feel any better. What, what is it? It's base 32. Oh, that's it's pretty really slow. slow. Oh, it's, it is, it is really, it is really low. Uh, that's oh, why wow. I didn't catch it in my, like, initial shot, and I was, cause I was looking for an electric type, and I didn't realize, I forgot about Alolan Geodude. Cause I don't have to think <laughs> the Alolan Geodude's right there, but, we're going to go ahead and we're going to add those points in for you guys today uh, because that, I mean, you guys, you guys earned them. You did a good job there. Yeah. You, earned, you earned yourself uh, four points and it does in fact change up that leaderboard pretty significantly. So let me go ahead and change that up. So in first place now with 15 points, we have Linian followed oh, up in you. second. We have Sublime with 13 points in third. We have Dr. Shamu with 10 points. Oh, Followed up by Sigma with four in fourth place with nine points. Seth Vilo in fifth with seven. Basket and Snag tied for sixth with four. Oh, Basket, Snag, and Whimsicott tied for sixth with four points. And then Scrawn and Jushiro tied for ninth with three. Everybody's on the board. We just got to see how that changes up in the in the near future. Uh, until then, though, guys, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back at you with the topic. So, there were no iTunes reviews this week. However, we are running an awesome contest over on social media. You should go check it out. If you go to our Twitter, or our Instagram, or even to our Discord, you can actually find this contest where we're giving away a copy of Pokemon Sword or Pokemon Shield, and a shopping spree to PokemonCenter.com for $140 on top of that, so a full package of $200. So, if you want any of these awesome things, go check it out over there. There's an extra code you guys can put in for extra entries. And that week, it is Pseudo-Wudo. So go enter. It closes by Saturday. I hope to see you guys there. Catch you on the flip-flop. And welcome to the topic. This is going to be a big one. I'm pretty sure this is going to be one of the longer topics. So strap in. Have fun. Let's, let's, we're just going to break down what we think about everything that happened in that direct this week. It's going to be really interesting. So first, I want to start off with just the fact that we got Box Art Legends. I know this is the last thing they talked about. But I feel like it was the thing they should have just started with and gotten it over with. Uh, so we got, uh, we got Sword Doggo and Shield Doggo, uh, also known as Zashian and Zamazenta, um, which looks like their names are based off Cyan and Magenta, um, which are the Weird colors choice. of the Sword and Shield logos, which is a real choice is because neither of them are, are Cyan or Magenta. I, well, I guess you can argue. They're kind of in those shades. Uh, kind of, I, but even, I, I would say Zamazenta <laughs> is like hard, like navy blue, red, and yellow. Like, but then again, their colors that. kind, like, at least the, um, Zamazenta can kind of make a purple color if you combine red and blue. Yeah, he, the, his, his fur is very much a, uh, magenta and cyan. Like that, that blue is like, if you were to print it, that's the ink. Yes, uh, but, 
Moving on. So Zacian is the sword legendary. Um, Zacian attacks so gracefully that its movements can even captivate its opponents. It holds what appears to be a sword in its mouth. It appears to be a sword. It um, might be a horn. The, it might. It, it, honestly, it could be a tongue. They have. They haven't. They haven't like not said things like that. Like, like they've done that before. Like, <laughs> like there's Pokemon. some weird things you got even in Gen One that shouldn't exist. And they like claim it's horns and stuff. Like, what was it? There's somebody that they, they something is a horn, and I did not realize it was a horn. Uh, but we'll, we'll continue. Uh, Zamazenta, Zamazenta's regal and majestic movements overwhelm any opponents that dare face it. Its body is covered in what appears to be a shield. <laughs> I, I, I like that it's like they both appear to be these things, but they definitely are. Um, uh, yeah, I, I I have mixed feelings on them just because like I was like when they showed that the sword the sword legendary was a dog just holding a sword in its mouth. I'm just like man, that's kind of like when the dog just grabs stuff and it doesn't drop it. <laughs> it's not an actual legendary. It's just the sword from some other le- from the actual legendary. Just some dude grabbed it. What what if the sword is actually the legendary Pokemon? The dog is just some random <laughs> like rock grub that picked it up and became <laughs> they had the sword. Well, I'm, I'm wondering if there is some lore to that because, I mean, the video that they show introducing them is really interesting in and of itself because if you watch the first initial Sword and Shield trailer we got back in February, when Grookey's, like, pounding a stick on the rock, there's something that kind of, like, blows through the grass before Grookey runs, which is really interesting to pick up. And then again, it happens in Sword and Shield when we see – in this newest direct when we got the legendaries revealed because the two of them start fighting and then they're like, there's wind again. And then they're, like, on guard trying to attack whatever it is, and, like, they activate the shield, and then they activate the sword. And I believe they both look – they they look to the sky, I believe. And they look to the, the sky. Pan. So, like, there's something going on there, and I want to know what that is. That, that's that the happening. mystery I want. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, no. <laughs> what, what this really feels like to me, personally, is um, it feels a lot like how I was feeling super hyped for Ultra Necrozma, right? <laughs> and then I <laughs> ended up getting let down. And then I got super let down because, like, we had, like, that thing in, like, the background where it was, like, Ultra Necrozma's head in the background of, like, the Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon tr- stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and I really, like, that's what it feels like to me. And I, I like, I'm building up this really cool headcanon. And then maybe it's because my ex- expectations are too high. But at the same time, I feel like Pokemon blows a lot of opportunities <laughs> pretty often. On, on the regular, I feel like Pokemon just blows opportunities. and Which is saying something for a, for a franchise that, that is this successful. Like it, it takes like one more step, which is just to listen to our podcast and I make your game better. Okay. I'm just letting you know, guys, like I know there's one guy at Game Freak. His job is to listen to me talk. Um, and he, he, he has the ideas. He's just not giving them to anybody. So like, let's get over there. Let's get over there. I'm going to, I'm going to call you, uh, I don't even know what to call you, but we'll, we'll give him a name and we'll talk to him there. James, uh, listen to me, James. James. Well, that, so that's another thing I would like to talk about. We'll get there. In a, we'll get there after we talk about this uh, next part, which is the new Pokemon that were announced alongside of Zacian and Zamazenta, because they're just, of course, they're going to get us new Pokemon to talk about, right? Yeah. Um, and so we get G- Gossifleur, which is like a little grass flower thing, which is cool, I guess. I mean, it's, it's a little baby. It's a little baby, uh, baby flower. Oh, it's lack um, of hands creeps me out. Yeah, it's a little it's, weird. It's a, the colors are weird, in my opinion, but I think that's because they're trying to play with the shading effects with what they have now. Yeah. Um, and it says its pollen has a healing effect. Gossifleur prefers to land with, lands with clean water and air, and its pollen and he has a healing effect. 
It's pollen works on people too. And it used to be a common folk medicine remedy for children of the Gala region to be given tea made from the pollen when they fell ill. That almost took a dark turn. Like when I heard them <laughs> made tea from, I was just like, Oh God, they made tea from this guy, from this flower. Um, and it was not, that is not what happened. It was just the pollen. Thank God. Um, it also moves with the wind. Looking at you, Whimsicott. Um, <laughs> Gossip Flora travels over long distances by getting blown along with the wind. It controls the direction of its travels by twisting its bottle, body and petals. Honestly, this whole Pokemon's like a ripoff of like, cot- or like Whimsicott because it also gets yeah. a special ability called yeah. Cotton Down, which yeah. is effectively tangling hair, but yeah. just doesn't have to be contact. And then it also gets yeah. a generator, which is what you're going to see being used. Uh, well, especially because it evolves into Eldegloss. Um, where it just, it just turns into a puffball. Yeah. Uh, it's cotton fluff protects it from enemies. When Gossifleur evolves into Eldegloss, its head becomes covered in a thick cotton fluff. This cotton fluff serves as a cushion, helping to protect Eldegloss's head from damage. The tiny seeds attached to the cotton fluff are said to be highly nutritious and beneficial to both people and Pokemon. Eldegloss spreads these seeds throughout the region by sending them on the wind, making the soil of the Galar region rich in nutrients. Ooh, and yeah, it gets cotton down in the regenerator. Like, come on, it's crazy. It, uh, it, it's it's gonna be tox effects. I wonder if it's gonna be the grass type tox effects. I wonder because I think if it evolves again too and it has solid oh, defenses, yeah. Eviolite's gonna be a thing. Because really, this this does not look complete. It does not look complete. I I think it probably is. I I can see it both ways. Yeah, it can go both ways. I just feel like that's it feels so subpar to leave it on that design myself like i i agree with you but it's more like it's more like a one and a half in my opinion right like yeah like, yeah we got there and like it could end there and i'd be okay with it but i feel like it should get more uh that, that's kind of where i feel with the design but that's just me i think its name kind of pins it though elder gloss really? like that yeah i mean elder it sounds like it's yeah, the final final stage of this thing's life cycle what has goss in it? That's like a oh, it's a, it's, it's a gossamer. It's a fabric made Go- from oh, cotton. Gossamer. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Go- okay, that's because that's the one thing I couldn't figure out was the goss part. But yeah, that well, makes sense. Its so. previous evolution is gossifleur, which is just flower yeah. and gossamer. Okay, so then El- okay, elder goss. Yeah, I got the elder part. I just couldn't figure out the goss mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. So the next one uh, that I want to talk about, just because I want to get this one out of the way, kind of uh, more than anything, is Dreadnaw. <laughs> uh, the bite Pokemon with strong jaw and shell armor. Um, the sharp, jagged fangs of the bite Pokemon Dreadnought are strong and sharp enough to bite through I- rock and iron. Though it is an extremely heavy rock shell, it has well-developed muscles allow it to move quickly. Dreadnought is known to be extremely vicious, and it takes a skilled trainer to tame and handle this Pokemon. It seems that some trainers will release Dreadnought back into the wild once they discover they can't handle it. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. It's like, uh, it feels like a Blastoise that went wrong. <laughs> uh, this is a water rock type as well, by the way. I just want to, I want to make that clear as well. This is a water rock type. It gets strong jaw and shell armor. And then yeah. you know which one of those abilities it's going to use. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Shell armor. Yeah. Can't, oh, yeah. Of course. Shell, yeah. You, gotta, <laughs> you gotta protect yourself against the high critical hit rate of Razor Leaf. Like, come on. Yeah, granted, granted yeah. so like I think Dreadnought is just like a really good like example of where the art direction is here. Um it looks very much Breath of the Wild meets Pokemon. I'm not gonna lie. It, yeah. Uh I mean and like the colors are the same. The colors are the same. I I think it's kinda cute, but I'm not sold on it. Oh, I, I like the colors. I'm just a fan of the coloration. I think those are yeah. fun colors to put together. Yeah. It looks pretty. It looks I'm nice. I'm not gonna lie. 
Uh, so I, I saved the best two for last week because they're the two that like the internet blew up about. You haven't heard anything about <laughs> yeah. Dreadnought on the internet, but you have heard about Wooloo, uh, the the sheep Pokemon, um, the white fur <laughs> that covers their bodies, grows throughout their lives, and will continually grow back in three months, even if Wooloo has been completely shorn. The fur is used for clothing and carpets and the like, and is very popular as a specialty product of the Galar region. Wulu live in a her- as a herd and mimic the actions of their trainer or herd leader. They dislike conflict, and they if they need to escape from enemies, they will simply roll away. That's my favorite part, is that they just roll away. Uh, but the internet's, like, gone nuts about these guys. Honestly, I might just use Wulu instead of my starter. <laughs> I don't like... I don't like any of the starters. I really don't. Until I see Final Evolutions, maybe they'll change my mind. But right now, like, I don't really care for any of them. I don't know. I... I, I expect Wulu to make a prominent appearance in the anime. Yeah. And even then, I, d- I went through, like, all, or was it, um, Alpha Sapphire with a Talo in my party the entire time. I'm so sorry. I did it for the, like, it's Wapple. Wapple is a good Pokemon. He's level 62 <laughs> or 67 or something like that now. I don't know. He got up there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Wulu also has some, uh, interesting abilities. Uh, Runaway, Bad. That's true. Fluffy. What? <laughs> yeah, well, it's fluffy makes sense because it grows fluff. No, it makes sense, but it's like that's very strong on a like it looks like a Route One or Two boy. Um, and it's that's just okay. Sponge. He might not have good defenses to begin with. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't need him with that and Eviolite. I'm only I'm only slightly disappointed that he's only normal type. I kind of hope that if he evolves, get he steel. evolves to to get an additional type. Yeah, normal uh, steel get some steel wool. Uh, honestly, I'd be okay with that. I feel like normal steel would be crazy cool. Um, like, I think that is one of the things that makes something like Mareep, which is another sheep Pokemon, a little bit, it stands out a little bit more because it gets an ability, it gets a typing. That's yeah. interesting. And I, I feel like normal is just one of those things that, like, yeah, you give it to somebody, but do they really want it? The answer's no. What Nobody really normal wants flying? it. This is not a normal flying the gen. It gets, yeah. it gets winged of wool. Uh, I wouldn't be so. I would. I, I wouldn't love that so much. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if the next Pokemon Corviknight had a uh, had a pre evolution. Yeah, that went with it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Corviknight is the Raven Pokemon. It's a flying steel type Pokemon. It gets pressure on nerve. Both of these are just like typical like I'm a good Pokemon ability. Uh, uh, pressure is worrying and, on a steel flying. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, it is said Corviknight is the strongest Pokemon living in the skies of the Galar region. Um, it can often be seen fearlessly soaring through the air. Many say that any Pokemon foolish enough to challenge Corviknight are set running with just a sharp glare and cry from this fearsome Pokemon. Corviknight possesses superb flying skills and high intelligence. Because of this, many of them work for a company called Galar Taxi, helping transport people from town to town. It's like this really dark, ominous Pokemon, and it's just like, yeah, I work for Galar Taxi. <laughs> just carry the taxi boost. What's actually what it does? Well, it's, 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 they, they go, Hey, remember ride Pokemon? We found a way to like integrate them in here without having ride Pokemon. Yeah. 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 They, they say, they say in the, in the, in the direct that like they are used to fly you from towns you've previously visited, which makes sense. Just the world's scariest Uber driver. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's really dark and demeaning. Um, I'm a little upset that it's flying type. And if the stats that we got in there are any indication, like it's going to be a bulky boy. Um, if the stats are yeah. real that they show in like the the clips and everything, which they typically are, like they they are real stats. Skarmory with pressure. I'm I have concerns. I do as well, but I think they're literally. I, I honestly okay. So if we want to talk about what they do each gen, they kind of do try to balance their metagame. 
And yeah. right now we do have fairy types kind of running a little wild. I wouldn't say nearly as bad as like dragon and fighting types in Gen 5, but you do have, you know, fairy types kind of running a little bit. And I think they're going to try to compensate with some good steel types this time around. Yeah, but it loses to Coco still. Which is it, it does lose it does lose to Coco. I'm not saying this is a one stop shop for all fairy types. Um, this, yeah. this, like that's not going to be what happens. I think you are going to see maybe another steel type that pops up. Like Wulu might work out well, and he's going to be a bulky boy, you know. Um, and he could just like punch uh punch Coco in the face. Who knows? But that's what I'm looking for. I mean, this is also a big bird. God, it's like seven foot three. It's Jeez. just it's, yeah, it's big boy. Um. It's really interesting. So uh, I, there are two things I want to do before we, we move on to the next section. And first of all, which of these new ones are your favorites? Um, and which one which one do you like? I'm the only person on the face of the planet who seems to like Eldegloss. Eldegoss, rather. Mm-hmm. I actually really like it. I think it looks interesting. Um, I want to see a bit more about it. I'm not like 100% committed to my team, but I do actually like it. Okay. Um, what about you, Shamu? Willow. Okay, that's fine. Done. Okay. Uh, for me, for me, it's Dreadnought. Literally just the colors. I, I'm wondering if he's got, if he's like part of an evolutionary family though and he's on a single stage. I'd be okay either way, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but I think, he, I think he's a cool design, got cool colors. I, I'm, re- I'm sad that I'm like trying to, I like, I want to pick Sobble just because it's not a terrible looking water type, unlike Poplio. <laughs> and I typically go with the water type, but, um, I, I don't know. That's kind of making me go, man, maybe I should pick Grookey, uh, so I can run a Dreadnought. Score bunny, score bunny squad. Uh, I don't know if I want to do score bunny. I don't know that I, I. I feel like it's just like a principle matter that I can't pick the fire starter because that's the thing <laughs> that when I was a kid, everybody's like, I'm choosing Charmander because he's cool, and then I chose Squirtle because I like Squirtle, and he also beat Charmander, you know. <laughs> and, and so, like, I would always be able to like have the upper hand on that. Uh, but the other thing I wanted to bring up that I think is really interesting that uh, some other people have brought up as well is that James Turner is the art director for these games. Yeah. Instead of Ken Sugimori, which I think is really interesting, I think for two reasons. One, obviously, Ken Sugimori had to take a backseat at some point. He had been doing it for seven generations. And um, I think it's really interesting that they chose one James Turner who is not Japanese to do it, which really just expands like the Pokemon influence around the world. And also it's the England region. Um, yeah. I don't know how much of that was decided because James Turner was going to do the art direction or the other way around. I think it was, it was the other way fun around. Coincidence. I, I think it was a fun coincidence. That's what I'm going to say, because I think they were looking for somebody who isn't Ken Sakamori to really take the lead here. And they did have something, too. They set certain conditions up for this to do a test run, effectively. Absolutely, maybe. yeah. Well, because Ken Sakamori is not getting any younger. Yeah, uh, and it's like, hey, we'll give you a home field advantage. You know this area. Yeah. What, what are you going to do with your own area? Yeah, you're going to mm-hmm. bring something that we're not going to be able to uh, to expect or appreciate, really. I, I think it was just a wonderful happenstance. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a great opportunity for him to knock this out of the park. And then we can get good stuff moving forward from other people. Like, I think that's really great because these Pokemon still do have the Pokemon feel, which is yeah. really great. Like, if I hadn't been told that Ken Sugimori didn't design these uh, or wasn't the director on this, I would have still believed Ken Sugimori had a hand in it. Uh, which is which is really the big thing. He probably acted as some kind of like mentor over the whole process. But at the same time, it's really interesting to see that we're getting people who aren't Ken Sugimori leading the art. Uh, so we've we've only scratched the surface so far. And we're like we're we're like 17 minutes in, but we're going to keep gonna going. It's going to be a long guys. one. <laughs> uh, so the next the next part that we want to get into is the wild area. Uh, uh, the the wild area is let me let me pull up the official description for you guys at home. Just so if you are confused about what we're talking about, you know what's going on. So there is a vast expanse of land in the Galar region, which is known as the Wild Area. 
The wild area is full of nature as far as the eye can see, and it connects several different towns and cities. You'll find a greater variety of Pokemon living here than anywhere else in the Galar region. The Pokemon you'll run into will change depending on things like the weather or location, so you might see something new each time you visit. I am a huge fan of this concept because, one, they made the open world game that people wanted with the overworld Pokemon, but they didn't make that the whole game. Yeah. Because it, if, if you zone. look at the map of the Galar region, you can see this sectioned off area that is most likely the wild area from the maps that we're looking at um, and the screenshots that we've seen. So one, the, the thing that they, they picked up in the wild area, they said that you have full control of the camera so you can look around. So it's full Breath of the Wild Pokemon experience. I think it's a really nice like test run to see if this is something that we really want or something that might work. Um, you still get Pokemon in the overworld. You still also get wild Pokemon hiding in the grass. That also needs to be made apparent. Um, I also like that it's kind of like a living environment as well in yeah. that the weather will change and different Pokemon will show up. It's such an exciting concept. I um, I also like how it's kind of they're not going like the whole world is open for exploration, like constricting it to one massive, you know, Hyrule field zone. Mm-hmm. I think that strikes the right balance because Pokemon without linearity, the levels and things get really wonky. Yep. It wasn't built for that. But having one area where you can just duck in and out of and and explore kind of scratches that itch without restricting that design space that they're so that the formula relies on, really. I think it's really interesting and I'm very excited for it. Mm -hmm. Like, I I, I think it's just something that's new to try out. It's uh, I didn't realize it was just one area when it first was announced and like my wife explained it to me. Um, and I was just like, oh, this is really nice because it's more like a safari zone type area, but it's like safari zone on steroids. You know, I, I like it, it's just like on like multiple steroids, not just one. Um, it, it's just like crazy uh, to think about. And it, it is like you said, it's just a great way to like maintain the linearity of a Pokemon game without making it completely stupid. Uh, it, and it, there's so many other things to talk about in here uh, that we should definitely talk yeah, uh, that we should definitely all of talk these about will be we'll topics to of another episode. But I mean, oh, man, the wild area is such a cool concept. It, it is a fantastic concept. I really like the idea that it's a living world. Um, it, it just helps the immersion in the Pokemon world, which yeah. I think is something that has been missing for a while. Like it's it's one thing to have headcanon, but it's another that now that we have the hardware that can do it, that you can be immersed in it. Like I think. Like I haven't been immersed in Pokemon in the same way that I've been immersed in some modern games. And like for an example, like we're going back to Breath of the Wild because this is really just a focus of Breath of the Wild thoughts. And uh, with Breath of the Wild, I got super immersed into that to the point that like I was looking at like how to get to certain like how to walk to lunch from my building. Right. And I'm just like, man, it'd be so much faster if I could just climb that right that building right there and just jump off with my paraglider. And <laughs> Like, like that was the amount of immersion I was in, right? Like I was just thinking, I was thinking of the physics of that game and I, I want to feel that with Pokemon. You know what I mean? I want to have that level of immersion and feel that way. Yeah. Well, how do you guys feel? I'm not excited for it. Like it's probably going to be one of those things where they have some heavy, like, um, I don't think restrictions, but they're going to like block parts of it off. Like, and you have to keep unlocking certain areas. I feel because you, they, they are probably going to have different levels in there. Like you got to think it's a big area. Mm-hmm. This is your main area. Like, if they're planning to be the hub of your, like, the main hub of your adventure, they can't just have level fives in the entire area. Yeah. Or, like, level tens. They're gonna yeah. restrict certain areas of this wild, of the wild area, and as you progress, you'll be allowed to unlock more and get other areas and more Pokemon, because also, it's like, what they show certain Pokemon, they're like, oh yeah, you can just get the Gyarados at, like, the beginning of the game. That's not 
that's not going to happen. So in in retrospect, in retrospect, let's let's take a step back to Sun and Moon. You could definitely get a Salamence. That level three, though. <laughs> it was still level three Salamence. And it was yeah. a one, what, oh, the one percent chance, chance to the 1%? start the encounter, and then like a five percent chance for it to show up. It was it was yeah. hard. Like, they made it really hard, and this well, and we'll get to another topic too, and with regarding in that area. But <laughs> and it's the one I'm most excited about. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> But it's just one of those things where they're going to have to restrict it, too, because getting, like, there's certain Pokemon that they can't just, like, let you get instantly, like. And even even dumb ones, like, you could never start the game with a Haunt Edge, because it's just immune and resists everything, for instance, uh, mm-hmm. at, at, like, level 5. That's not one you're going to get to the Wild Zone. Like, there's already stuff that's going to help with that, um, but there, I, I feel like opening up over time is probably a good thing. It'll it'll feel like instead of just like okay back through this area that I've explored mm-hmm. before you're gonna yeah. have that natural like oh there's this whole other open area I can explore now mm-hmm. and it'll also help story progression it'll get you to stop in actual cities and stuff like oh you have to mm-hmm. stop here to you have to go here to get this thing resolved mm-hmm. yep it'll just help the flow yeah so the next thing to jump into is uh, the gimmick of this game uh, which is probably the most uh, it, it is probably the thing that is the most controversial that came out of this direct yeah so so we got our new gimmick we've had mega evolution we had Z moves and now we're we're Pokemon are becoming huge with the Dynamax phenomenon <laughs> Dynamax is a phenomenon unique to specific locations in the Galar region where Pokemon are able to take on gigantic appearances. Pokemon from the Galar are capable of Dynamaxing and the Dynamax Pokemon becoming tremendously strong. So, so the idea is you literally just make your Pokemon big, like, like they're Godzilla big now. Yeah. And they Threat get to society uh, big. They get, uh, like special moves, like all of their moves transform into different moves when they Dynamax and they are allowed to stay that way for three turns. Um, and then whatever happens. So this has huge implications. I mean, we could probably have a whole episode on this and maybe we should in like the coming weeks about maybe the competitive implications of Dynamax. Um, because it's obviously in PVP because a lot of the screenshots have like the match timer on it. We just don't know um, what the it website. does. Like, okay, they get strong we, not moves, very, but how yes. strong do they get a defensive increase? Does it require a held item? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we don't know exactly what, what it inca- implies. And there, there are a lot of questions that surround it. I do agree with that. Um, let me read this other part. The Dynamax phenomenon, which allows Pokemon to become tremendously powerful, is an integral part of Pokemon battles in the Galar region. Dynamax Pokemon don't just become bigger. They get a boost in power as well. But they will get returned to normal after three turns, so make sure to think carefully about when to trigger the Dynamax phenomenon. Um, and it also, the little piece that I want to drop, just so before people like lose their minds... Um, is you can only Dynamax your Pokemon in specific locations of the Gala region, like in stadiums of Pokemon gyms. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's, that's what makes it different from Mega Evolution and, and Z-Moves, in my opinion. I think it was a good change. Uh, going back and playing through Usum right now, uh, Wild Encounters, or even kind of like those one or two Pokemon trainers, it's a, go- mm-hmm. it's a total joke because I just Z-Move and kill something. It's, it's Oh, actually, yeah. Thinking about just like the end game, yeah, I, I agree with that. So even oh. on the story mode, I can't Dynamax and just smash all the trainers. Uh, they're just going to be where they're only going to be in places where it was designed around. Like they're going to know that that is a, a, a factor in play. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Shamu? How do you, how do you feel? How I do you feel? really don't know because again, it's yeah. competitive too. You know what you're going to see? 
You're going to see protect sturdy protect mons. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and that'll counter this entire gimmick. That's true. Well, I think I think that in itself, also not the fact that we don't know what happens if you want to switch, right? Do you lose the we ability to switch? We don't know if, if it might go through protect too. Who knows? Yeah. Well, if you lose the ability to switch, even though, like, that's not a good news bears anyway. I feel like I feel no. like I feel like in po- competitive Pokemon, and this is just my feeling right now. I feel like having the power to switch is something that is very important to the game. And so, if you lose that, I think that's a huge sacrifice in and of itself. Um, the yeah. other thing that I'm not entirely sure will make a comeback to Pokemon this, this generation are Z moves. I think they were very smart. If you look at both Dynamaxing and Z moves in one, they say that it's very specific to this region. They don't, they never said that about Mega Evolution, that it was specific to the Kalos region. Yeah. And I, I think that's very smart because the Z moves are very, um, they're very centric to what to Alola's culture, and that's something they've been really focusing on ever since Sun and Moon. Is like these regions have culture. Um, mm-hmm. Same same going for Dynamaxing as well. Like it appears to be a very cultural phenomenon. Uh, which yeah, I, like I'm, I'd be okay with no Z moves. I'd be upset with no Mega Evolution. There, there's like, Mega I, Evolution. There's Mega Evolution. This yeah. is already confirmed because if uh, this is something that I don't think people have paid attention to enough. By the way, I just want to drop this in there before we forget. Um, but. If you look at the uh, trailer, when we get the reveal of the champion, the champion has a Mega Charizard oh, yeah. behind him. Yeah, so Megas that. are here. Yeah. Megas are here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so don't, don't freak Megas. out. That's, all, that's really what like, matters to me. Like, yeah. this is just a gimmick. I don't think I will enjoy this other than like just memeing around with stuff. Like, so think about Dynamax Mulu and it rolled away. Like, I think, someone's going to die. I think the uh, most exciting thing that we can all agree on that Dynamaxing makes, and I think this is the reason that the Pokemon community doesn't hate it yet. Uh, <laughs> or has, oh, yeah. doesn't have, is that raid battles are introduced, which is yes. a really interesting concept that they introduced raid battles into yes. Pokemon Sword and Shield, into the actual Pokemon games. And they're called max raid battles with other trainers. And so you can get yourself and three other friends together to battle against a giant Pokemon, and then you all get a chance to catch it. Um, so... Uh, let me read you the descriptions from the website. Max Raid Battles are a completely new battle format where you team up with three other trainers in order to w- take on wild Dynamax Pokemon. You'll get a chance to catch the wild Dynamax Pokemon that you face and manage to defeat it. But don't get too confident. The wild Dynamax Pokemon will remain in their giant form the entire battle and have other unique powers to boot. They won't go down easy. One Only one member of the group consisting of you and your allies can Dynamax a Pokemon during Max Raid Battles, so close teamwork is key. Additionally, some things you can do in the wild area like max raid battles can become even more fun by connecting with other players. Um, so first of all, I want to I want to do like a lot of things that I have a lot of thoughts about this and I want you guys to chime in as much as you can. Um, so first first thing, uh, I think this is a desperately needed cooperative mode in Pokemon. Yes. That, uh, yep. 100% agreed. Uh, I can see myself saying, hey, there's a raid going on. I can I get three people in the Discord server and just going and playing that. I can also see that happening in the voice chat of the Discord server. I can also see that being something that I do for streaming purposes. Like, hey, who wants to go raid with me on stream? Right. Uh, I think I think this is, this is just amazing. I love this as a cooperative thing. The other thing that I think is a huge opportunity that they will probably squander um, is wouldn't it? Uh, so first of all, this is the only way to get certain Pokemon to appear at first. Like you can have the Gyarados raid right now. But Gyarados might not appear in the overworld until after you do the Gyarados raid. Hmm. 
Um, the other thing I think would be really cool. This is a really way, interesting way to expand the number of Pokemon in the game the entire time, because if you're doing raid battles, you already have, and you're doing them with friends, you already have some kind of internet connectivity right? and you're paying yeah. for Nintendo online. Um, so you can have this update throughout time, right? Like, uh, imagine Pokemon go where we have the raid bosses change, uh, once every month, once every few weeks, right? Um, imagine if they were just like, Hey, this week there's a special Tyranitar raid going on. Uh, in addition, and wouldn't that be awesome to like be like, hey, guys, we have an appointment set to go do this Tyranitar raid. Let's get together and do that because it's special. And then next week is another Pokemon that wasn't in the decks. Guys, this is how they can fix mythicals. <laughs> yeah, they, they, well, they can either, they can, this is part of the way they can at least fix mythicals, right? Um, it, it, it gives it, it's a nice halfway point, I think, yeah. in fixing mythicals in the way we want to. It's not. Yeah. It's not yeah. really the what we want, but it would definitely be a fix. I would take that. it. Uh. I would take it over what we have. I wouldn't take it over what I want. Um, the thing I am honestly the most excited about is that it seems to be treating uh, online. It has full online integration. Amazing. I love that. It also has local co-op and mm-hmm. Pokemon is born on the couch. Like this, this is what I'm excited that I can grab my switch, go over to my, my friend's place and we can have like a raid night where we're all there together and we're not, we don't have to do it just through the online connection. Um, Nintendo has always done super well with couch co-op and, you know, face to face. And I love that. And mm-hmm. I love that now there's a cooperative way to do it. We don't have to just battle and see who happened to pick Pokemon that were good, but it's story mode. So none of us really knew. Um, yes. Instead, it's like, hey, let's all go punch a Tyranitar in the face. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, so just... A couple other things that they throw in there on the website. The wild dynamics Pokemon you'll face in max raid battles seem to vary based on where you are in the wild area and what the weather is like. The weather in the wild area changes every day, so be ready to meet a variety of Pokemon each time you visit. Also, it seems that some Pokemon can only be caught in max raid battles. Um, for example, you can face Steeny when it's sunny and Lantern when it's raining. Um, other other note that I do want to throw out there. Note, if three other trainers aren't available to participate in Max Raid Battles, support trainers will automatically be added to your side to help you battle the Wild Dynamax Pokemon. Multiplayer that uh, allows for single player. Perfect. Yes. I, it's, it's what Pokemon Go is missing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm just... Okay. Shamu, your thoughts? Oh, yeah. Do you have any thoughts, Shamu? Um, I'm excited for it. Okay. Like, cool. I'm- yeah, mm-hmm. done. It's a fun thing that's going to happen. Like, we'll have some fun with it, and you'll see people, like, bringing some meme squads and stuff like that. It'll happen. So, Like, four rulers against the Gyarados. Some guy griefing with the Magikarp being the Dynamax. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, we did get some characters to help flesh out this world. First, we got the first gym leader. So, they are, in fact, called gym leaders, not gym masters, which is very nice and comforting to see. Um, so we've got gym leaders. The only one that we've got so far, his name is Milo and he looks like a child. He's a child's face on a very buff man's body. looks like a six year old Uh, fed on a steady diet of HGH and steroids. Yeah, kind of. Honestly, um, he's wearing that scarf. I'm wondering if it's just a child standing on his shoulders. Um, Uh, there are stadiums that hold Pokemon gyms throughout the, throughout the Galar region. Each gym attracts Pokemon trainers that are experts in specific types. Also, let's talk about how the world gets alive in these gym battles that are broadcast on TV, which is amazing. And like, we get that part. Like the world building here is amazing. I love that. The immersion is going to be real. In order to challenge the champion, you and your rivals will need to defeat the top trainer for each Pokemon gym who is known as the gym leader. 
I, I forget that it's been a generation, so that might be a thing that they need to say. Um, <laughs> these battles with these gym leaders often involve intense clashes between Dynamax Pokemon. Spectators will flock to the gym stadiums to view these battles, and matches are broadcast on television as well. And we got Milo, which is a terrifying person. Um, he is the scariest ever. We did get some other people. Um, we did get some other people. First is we got the professor, Professor Magnolia, second female professor in the entire game, in the entire series, which is fantastic because this is the one place that Pokemon has surprisingly been like, they're really good about being like 50 50 male female all the time. And that the only place they haven't been 50 50 female has been on Pokemon professors and villains. Um, that's true because men are evil. Okay, yeah, men um, are terrible. Unless you're losing, men are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I mean that's a big thing. Like I, I'm very excited for that. She also has an assistant who's a female on top of that, so that's also very fun. Uh, it's her granddaughter, Sonia. So th- th- this is fantastic. I'm so happy with that. Um, th- she is studying the Dynamax phenomenon because why wouldn't you? <laughs> Uh, because you're in, because that's what they do now. They just study the gimmick because we run out of things for them to study, uh, in the actual Pokemon world. So to be fair, they've kind of done that every generation, like, except for Professor Oak, because he's Professor Oak. He's the OG, right? Professor Elm is studying Pokemon breeding, which was a new mechanic introduced. Uh, Professor, well, Professor Birch is just studying Pokemon habitats. Yeah, because it was like the first time everything was in full color. Yes, that was the big thing. And then, you had Professor um, Professor Rowan studying Pokemon Evolution because every Pokemon got an evolution in Gen Four. Yeah, um, that's also true. Uh, and then you had uh, you had Gen Five. Professor Juniper was studying things. Uh, I forget was, what her she, specialty was. She was studying supporting character roles. <laughs> uh, then you have Professor Professor Sycamore who's studying Mega Evolution. Kukui studying f- Pokemon moves. And then you've got uh, you've got Professor Magnolia now studying the Dynamax phenomenon. I love Um, Magnolia's design, by the way, because she looks like an actual scientist. She's not. She's like, I'm an old woman who's got this like uh, Corviknight cane and I'm just kind of sick of everyone's crap. (laughs) Please go study for me. (laughs) Uh, So we also got Sonia, who's her granddaughter. That's pretty much all we know. And she's going to help you out throughout your adventure. Like uh, she's also friends with the champion of the region who we got very early on named Leon. Um, which has inspired several memes. Um, Leon is the current champion of the Gala region, has never been defeated in an official Pokemon battle. Um, his personality together with his peerless skill has made him an extremely, ex- made him extremely popular. He deserves the title, title of the greatest trainer in all of Galar. And there's so many things about him. First, he's wearing a sword and a shield on his jersey. Um, he's wearing some kind of cape. His and- the cape is covered in logos. Yeah, it's just like. It's amazing. And I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm like, man, I'm about to end this man's career. <laughs> He's the, okay, I am convinced for no reason, but I feel it in my bones. This man is the primary antagonist. I wouldn't be surprised, to be completely honest, because they don't typically reveal the champions this early. If at all, honestly. They typically don't reveal the champion. And... That to me, that's weird. I mean, I I just don't know why they did it. I wonder if he uh, plays a bigger role in the plot because your rival is his younger brother, Hop, son of the uh, undefeated. Hop Hop is Leon's younger brother, who will become one of your rivals. One of, by the way. So we're gonna have best friends again, probably. Um, he and you are neighbors, and you'll begin your Pokemon journeys on the same day. He aims to become champion, just like his older pro- brother did. 
And he also drew the short na- short straw in the naming thing from his parents. Because his name's Hop. Yeah, we, we've gone from how to Hop. So they're just trying to make they're, they're going to make a sentence over the generations. So it's like we're going to have how then Hop. So how to Hop from Pokemon <laughs> or something. I don't. They'll make a sentence. That's what I'm going to guess throughout the generations. One year, one year they'll well, make they'll make a sentence. Eventually, we'll have a full length essay, and then we'll ask Pokemon, "Why did you do this to us?" <laughs> like. We didn't deserve this. You can't handle having friends with more than three letters. Uh, how hop. That's going to be the next one. Uh, honorable mention to the Rotom phone that wasn't tr- announced in the direct, but announced in the press, re- like the press release. <laughs> it was uh, like in the trailer for two seconds. Yeah. And it's just like, we electrify your phone. Also, welcome to Rotom phone, which is going to somehow annoy you just like Rotom decks. <laughs> Yay. I'm really sad that they brought back the Rotom gimmick. I'm honestly really <laughs> yeah. disappointed. They have Rotom yeah. drones in the stadium for the cameras. I'm, really, I'm still really <laughs> disappointed. I'm really disappointed. Uh, I wanted like an official extra Rotom form, by the way. Like with all this other stuff we're getting, I want an additional Rotom form. Make it happen. Give me an like, uh, electric psychic Rotom Dex. I don't know. Honestly, give me something. Maybe not Rotom decks or anything, but like, give me like a Rotom something other some other Rotom form that I can use in battle. Uh, I think that would be useful. Uh, but other than that, I think we nailed everything in the direct, and we got a nice conversation out of it. If you would like to, there is a dual pack of Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield that you can purchase. It is also uh, usable with the Nintendo Switch game voucher, which can be redeemed for yeah. the digital version of the game. Um, I would probably download a Japanese version of it from the Japanese eShop. Same. Uh, just to get it, because we'll get it on Thursday instead of Friday. These, these games are releasing on November 15th. Oh, yeah, we do get Thursday, yeah. We get yeah. Thursday at, like, noonish or you get, 11, yeah, something like that. Yeah, you get, like, Thursday that. at noon or something like that. Because like, that's right, it's 11. I did that for Smash. So. Okay, yeah, so, I I mean, then we get it a day early and we can play it on, on stream. Exactly, yeah, it'll, it'll be an extra day to play it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, other than that, that is everything I have to say. Uh, game comes out 11, uh, uh November 15th. We were we off are gonna by a week. take, <laughs> yeah, we were off by a week because I didn't expect them to actually do that. Um, so we'll see what happens and, uh, we'll keep you updated on anything else. I hope you enjoyed this segment. We are gonna kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode. Hey everyone. If you want to help support the show, a great way to do so is by going to the Puckle Tee Public Store and buying one of the many designs. PuckleCon's coming up, so make sure you grab your PuckleCon t-shirt. If not, you could get some love at this uh, with the Team Snore shirt so you can get ready for Pokemon Sleep by wearing this awesome Snorlax design. It's actually really cute. That would be really good on a pillow, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, there's also Slowbro Surfing Company, which I think is also an amazing design. You can just go there, buy anything. I think the Prepare for Trouble Tournament logo is fantastic as well. So if you could just go over there, support the show, grab grab yourself a t-shirt, a tapestry, a tote bag. Tote bags are weird, but something that you can get logos on. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have the phone cases because it doesn't look good. But you can do that tote, pillow, tapestry, notebook. So you can take your notes on it for school, for that summer those summer classes you're taking. Or wear a tank top so that you can, you know, be be cool in the summertime. But yeah, there you guys go. Go check out the Puckle Tea Public Store. Help us out. All the money goes to helping the podcast and just getting us to do cool stuff. So without further ado, we are going to switch things over to the Pokemon of the episode. Poke of the episode. 
and welcome back to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 500, and I did not read this classification before this, and it makes me laugh. Embor, the Mega Fire Pig Pokemon. <laughs> I did not know. I did not know. <sighs> That's good. It can throw... With Megas before Megas. <laughs> it's Black Pokemon... It's black Pokedex entry reads, It can throw a fire punch by setting its fists on fire with its fiery chin. It cares deeply about its friends. What a random sentence to have after that. (laughs) Right? Wow. (laughs) It cares deeply about its friends. I fight for my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that's hilarious. Embor is in the RU tier um, because he's an Embor. Um, base HP of 110, solid base 123 attack, uh, 65 Highest defense, attack no thank you. of all of those, of all starters, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's actually really good. Um, special attack of 100, too, which isn't, like, bad, either. No, it, it can viably use Scald. <laughs> it, it does learn Scald, it does learn Scald, actually, which is really weird. And, yeah, it's just, it's, it's surprisingly good and different, and it's got a good shiny as well. With, like, the blue fire. I just wish it was, like, I don't know. I just wish it wasn't the fifth fire fighting type Pokemon in a row. Um, And I'm also worried because Scorebunny's, like, move pool, when you look at the screenshots that they've given us from Sword and Shield so far, have it learning double kick. And I'm scared, guys. I'm scared. So does Nidoran, but it becomes a ground type. Just, it's fine. I'm scared. (laughs) Uh, So... Uh, Embor is, is just great. He's an RU and we built a team around him by we, I mean, I repurposed a team that we've been working on and it's just a fun RU team. I love this team. Um, so Embor, expert belt, uh, with the reckless ability because that is his hidden ability and it is the only thing that makes him good. Um, outside of this, yeah. because instead of blaze, he gets reckless. And so he can use recoil moves to maximum effectiveness, such as flare blitz and wild charge, which he has access to both. He gets stabbed superpower. Unfortunately, no close combat. So we're stuck with superpower. And he also gets access to sucker punch, which is really important for somebody with a base 65 speed. <laughs> uh, and, and in this case, we're running a 252 attack for defense, uh, 252 speed with a jolly nature just so he can hit hard like a truck as fast as he can. And so in RU, it's a really a big thing to be able to take out some steel types. There's there's a lot of prominent steel types in RU, uh, most importantly Bronzong, which is really scary. And you'd be like, well, man, in OU, what we like to do about those steel types, including Celesteela, is we like to run Magnet Pool Magneton. And it's like, man, what Pokemon in RU get the ability Magnet Pool? And surprisingly, the answer is Alolan Golem. <laughs> Not even kidding. Uh, Alolan Golem is a- actually a viable choice uh, when it comes to Magnet Pool Pokemon in RU. Um, it gets access to Wild Charge for Stab Electric Attack. It gets access to Earthquake, which is really just a good move in general. It gets access to Fire Punch, so it can hit those Steel-type Pokemon, such as Bronzong that might be levitating. And it also gets access to Explosion. So the one that we're running here is running a Choice Band. Uh, with Magnet Pool, uh, those four moves that I just listed, and an attack stat of 252, uh, or a 252 investment in attack, a 252 investment in speed, four special defense, and we're running it adamant just to get the most bang for our buck out of this Alolan Golem. But I have used this Alolan Golem effectively several times to trap steel types and just destroy them. Yeah, speaking of Bronzong, though, um. Yes. 
Yes. We, we've got a Bronzong here holding a leftovers and we're running in levitate, not, um, not heat proof. That's just the better ability. Like, yeah, that's it is. Just you get an immunity instead of a resistance, effectively. Yeah. Uh, we've got max HP investment, 252, uh, max special defense, and then four defense investment with a sassy nature and zero speed IVs. You can always go a little less, but zero is always, always preferred. Well, especially if you're running Gyro Ball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which we're running, because we're running Stealth Rock, Toxic, Gyro Ball, Psywave. Effectively, we're just kind of like almost a lead wall, just... Yeah. Setting up uh, the rocks, doing the toxic on something that needs to be toxic, and we at least have dual stab if need be. Well, Psywave... Psywave doesn't deal damage, it causes health loss, like it's a Nightshade yes. variant. So... Mm-hmm. It's like a random number generator type deal, though. Yeah, and it's it, like it, your it, level it does, plus or minus some. It's very nice, though, to help you help make your opponent lose health and just kind of scare them out um, if Gyro Ball's not going to do the job. Yeah. And then we also have one of the gimmicks of this team, or well, actually the gimmick, I would say. I love uh, this Normalium Z, or Z Celebrate Shaman. We have max special attack and speed investment with four special defense. We're running a Tim in nature, and we've got Celebrate, Seed Flare, Air Slash, and Earth Power. And if you don't know, Z Celebrate essentially just gives you an Omni Boost. It's fantastic. Dude, so that shame is so much one fun. On this, uh, yeah, 100 base. Mythical too, like you're it, it, you're doing it, pretty well at that point. Yeah, it helps. It also meshes really well with the Embor because Embor and Shaman start that Firewater Grass Core. Yep, and it, it both of them are just good Pokemon. Having a nice special attacker to go with it is fantastic as well. Yeah, and, just, and speaking of that Firewater Grass Core, we're finishing it out with uh, the Mega of the team, Mega Blastoise, a member of my draft team, actually. But- I think you almost said. I thought you almost said the Mega of RU. Of, or of the tier, and I was just like, you're not wrong. That uh, too. Like, <laughs> I think there's like a couple other Megas in RU, but it's Mega Blastoise. Like, let's be honest. Mega Blastoise. Um, we're using it with a 4 defense, 252 special attack, 252 speed, timid set. Um, we're running rapid spin to clear up those rocks and other hazards, because spikes are a thing in this tier. Uh, yeah, Fortress is there. Yeah. Dark Pulse will eat Bronzongs alive when boosted by uh, your your little beam cannon ability. Uh, Aura Sphere hits things, can't miss, boosted, great. Ice Beam for coverage. Uh, no water type attack, interestingly. Um, it's very, it's very, that's actually the very standard Blastoise, is no water type attack in yeah. RU. You typically it's, don't need it. Not a lot of fire types running around. Or if anything, like you could probably use one of the other moves to hit it more effectively. Yeah. So you're just you're, st- you're dealing a lot of damage. You're clearing up some rocks. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing we've got here, Porygon Two, uh, holding an Eviolite because it's a Porygon Two. Uh, we're running Trace to pick up something. <laughs> uh, Two fifty two HP. That's its ability. <laughs> well, it also gets download. Yeah, but that's but it's not good. Yeah, uh, two fifty two HP, one hundred and four defense, and one hundred fifty two special defense with a calm nature. Um, that's calc to survive something. I don't know what it is. Uh, I forget what it was. It was, uh, but we were we were having a lot of issues with uh, electric types against the team, <laughs> and Shaman being the only switch into that. Yeah, uh, and Porygon too. Just it's just a nice bulky boy. Yeah, it's gonna to really s- just come in. Yeah, it's going to sit there with Recover and Thunder Wave, make something's life suck. Uh, Ice yeah. Beam and Foul Play for uh, any physical threats. It's just going to come in and smack them pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, other than that, though, I mean, that's the team. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, Empor is also a lot of fun. Uh, it also is the only Unova starter to still maintain its I have a signature move status. <laughs> Um, I think it gets heat crash. I don't even know what heat crash does. Uh, it is heavy it's, slam, it's heavy fire. slam, but fire. Yeah. Oh, so nobody wants that. No. Okay. Generally. Yeah. Nobody wants heat crash. Um, eh, that's really bad. Actually. I didn't realize how bad that was. I will not be running that on my M in my Nuzlocke run. If people want me to do it. And, <laughs> uh, so it's, it, I don't know. It's a good Pokemon. It's interesting. I just think it's got, I don't know. Gen 5 has aged like fine wine in my mind. It is aged like fine wine. It was very disgusting when I first drank it and now it doesn't taste terrible. Um, it actually, it looks, it looks good. It looks fun. It's that nice breath of fresh air that I want. I'll, I just feel this way about a lot of old games to begin with though. Um, because outside of Pokemon, I'm also like a very, like, I'm very into retro gaming and now all of the games that I used to play that were current are now retro. <laughs> so because like I'm, I'm very much into retro gaming outside of this so um i love doing that i mean i love to play like coliseum and xd as well like those are fun games i love those games uh, i haven't yeah. found the excuse to play them if i play them on stream nobody watches so why play them and it, it's a good time though it's a good time but if you want that shiny Embor, head on over to patreon.com slash fuckle podcast where the five dollar tier above you get access to these shiny pokemon come and get your blue uh get your blue boy um, that is going to be it for this. And we're going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is always is brought to you by the energy drink. Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hubs. And as always, we will give out the Green Taurus badge if I remember. All right, so we wanted to know what you guys thought about the Nintendo Direct and um, or what you th- were think was going to be in there. We're going to see if your predictions are right. So our first email is going to be from Mr. Panda. This is also the segment of the show where we read listener emails if you're new. You can send emails to bucklepodcast at gmail.com. We typically have a prompt. This week our prompt is what happened in the Direct, and I'm going to do that again just to see if you guys want to write in and tell us more about your thoughts on the Nintendo Direct. I'm interested to hear them and what you guys thought or what you guys think is going on, especially with Dynamaxing. I really want to get a good survey on Dynamaxing throughout the community. Yeah, it's a good thing to get an yeah. idea of what people think about it. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, our first email this week is from Mr. Panda. All right. Uh, good day to you all. Just some random thoughts that I've had. How with Pokemon? Uh, how has Pokemon not had a game that includes all regions? Uh, Very easily. Art, that's the answer. <laughs> Art budget, hardware limitations, like hardware. Li- yeah, like I think I think Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon like really filled the capacity of just like the 3DS cartridge. Yeah, <laughs> so they can get that much more. Yeah, unless you went new 3DS, and even then, I don't know if you would. I, yeah, exactly. But, uh, I, I don't think you could run that on anything other than like a dedicated gaming. Just like how you would need so much memory. Oh, no. The Also, the 3DS can also hold, like, pretty much every single Pokemon game right yeah. now. Like, almost every... Like, except for original Ruby and Sapphire. Yep. It can do everything yeah. but that. All right. I mean, even if it were a DLC to get the regions, why haven't they done that? They could make it a living kind of thing with regular updates and content instead of nope. a whole new game with new DLC. Then again, hardware limitations. It would still be impossible to run that. And again, Yes. Why would... 
why would they make a ten dollar DLC when they can just make a forty dollar new game and yep, and I'll still buy it. <laughs> they're still gonna put the same amount of effort into a game and a thing, and it's like they could charge a bit more for the game. It's just they wouldn't do it. That's business. It's not. It's not like a what's a not an indie game or anything like that where people do it for the love of the game. It's the business at this point. Oh, also as it, as a side note. Uh, the wild area makes me lose all hope that we're going back to Kalos. Yes, entirely. Yeah. By the way, it makes oh, me yeah, lose not... all hope. All hope that it's is gone. happening. Yeah, that's not happening. It's gone. Yeah, <laughs> that's gone that's for happening. me, by the way. <laughs> but uh, it would it would rid the need to, for needing catch catch. Oh wait, no, wait. Uh, it would rid the need or for needing to always recatch or retransfer older Pokemon to complete your decks. That's, uh, that's part of I the don't... charm of the Pokemon universe now. That's also yeah. Pokemon Home now. Yep, exactly. They're yeah. they're not going to really do that. Uh, but um, I mean, look at some of the bigger games in the market right now. Fortnite is being constantly updated as Apex Legends. Black Ops Four has weekly updates. I understand these are on different consoles, and Nintendo tends to do their own thing. But this could be a reason why their systems don't do as well as others. Okay, so again, there's no, there's like shooters. three things. Yeah, so different, so different styles. Three three things that are completely different games than Pokemon, right? Like those Apex Legends, Fortnite, and Black Ops. Like Shamu said, all shooters. Second thing, um, the the Switch is outselling like all of the other consoles. Like it's it's doing that. That's happening. And just the, well, they've like, had issues with Wii and Wii U, but Switch is outselling. They've got they didn't have issues like, with the Wii either. The Wii outsold everything. Well, initially, yeah, initially, then it like Wii U, the Wii U no, was Wii the one U. that did. Really the Wii U is the one that the Wii U. That was the, the one wrong. Yeah. In, in the United States, you have a one in one hundred chance of knowing somebody who owns a Wii U. Okay. Uh, uh, and then, like, and then we got three of them in this call. Yes. <laughs> uh, so the other the other thing to point out is, do you know how much it costs to make an Apex Legend patch? Not a whole lot. Do you know how much it costs to model a Pokemon region? Millions of dollars. That's not an exaggeration. Yes. Because mm-hmm. a lot of those things are just like sometimes they add a couple. They add like a couple new guns or a couple maps or something like that, and it's like there's like a bit two of or something. Three there, models, maybe, but a that's zone. In a, yeah, and it's like. Maybe, uh, like, a couple number tweaks. Pokemon is a huge, like, balancing issue. Like, and even then, you'll still, like, those games will still have balancing issues sometimes. Mm-hmm. That happens. It's a thing that happens. We're looking like, at you, Gen constantly, up- <laughs> constantly updated. Guess what? If you got, see, they're constantly updated, there's always going to be one thing that's broken. Mm-hmm. Like, that's happened even in, like, Smoke on OU. They'll, like, ban one thing, and then something else rises to power, and they gotta ban that, and it's like, it's, it's happened mm-hmm. before. It doesn't happen as often now, because they... We've learned and Pokemon has also balanced their own game to a degree, but it's something like it's if, if they don't change it as often, it doesn't get as bad. Mm-hmm. So yep, yep. Uh, and just a random thought: always enjoy the podcast. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. I'm glad you enjoy us. Yeah, <laughs> we're sorry we shredded your email. <laughs> yeah, we don't normally do this. <laughs> uh. Uh, <laughs> we don't normally do this, wink. Uh, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, we we do it more often than we should, probably. Uh, all right, this next email is from Alex. <laughs> this is all you, Lydia. Hey, Thatchin friends. This is about 12 hours before the direct, and I am unbelievably excited for that. Before we get to it, I'd like to make some small predictions for it. Uh, I believe it's 15 minutes, about twice as long as the original delay. Direct where they announce Sword and Shield. Does this mean we get twice the amount of information? No, it means we get it way more. more. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I believe we'll get box legendaries. Check. A few of the early route Pokemon? 
Maybe we didn't really see where they were. Uh, maybe Wulu. Maybe Wulu. The, the, the they typically the just, they typically, um, so like, uh, this is just like an insert here, like comment, like I've been following video game, re- like the Pokemon game releases for a while now. And they typically don't just do like the early route Pokemon. That was unique to use some really. They do. Not use some. It, it wasn't some. even that unique. It wasn't, that's not even what happened. Cause like they still showed like some Pokemon later on and stuff yeah. like that. Um, they usually show like maybe one from early route and then a couple others from later in the game, which is I think exactly yeah. what we got. Uh, I would like to see the middle evolutions of the starters too, but that might be asking for too much. Uh, I hope we see a new feature that none of us would ever thought of. Well, <laughs> maybe not something that changes the battle no! mechanics like Mega Evolution or Z moves, but something else new and fresh we can get excited for. And what is new about the gym? I'd love to see what is new about the gyms. Well, we got that. And I'm gonna call that. And raid we all battles. have mixed feelings. <laughs> We're yep. all excited about raid battles. <laughs> yes. I really, really hope there are new mega evolutions. Probably not. And new reg- regional variants unconfirmed. Those are amazing additions to Gen Six and Seven, which made older, weaker Pokemon actual use actually useful competitively. Obviously, I would like a battle tower. I want some sort of infinite post game I can keep returning to, like I did in Emerald with the Battle Frontier. Don't worry, it's coming. I'd like Battle Frontier. I really just want Battle Frontier. Just want the Battle Factory. That was the only thing I ever did anyway. Uh, I think we will get a new Pokemon with a split evolution path. One that revolves around 30 if you level it up when the Switch is docked. And evolves at the same level while the Switch is in handheld. I don't know about that. That's That would be an interesting concept, though. I you like know, that. Given Inke exists? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would be, I, I'd be okay with that. That's like a neat, neat Can one. Can you not get Malamar unless you're in handheld mode? That's, well, no, because you probably have the gyroscopes. You have the gyroscope. I, I've played enough Breath of the Wild to be frustrated in some of those puzzles. Okay. Um, um, this might be controversial, but I'd like a very small nerf on fairy type. It's not controversial. And maybe that means including a lot of new steel types that can handle the Tapus and Magirna, or maybe that makes fire moves super effective on fairy, or fire, or fairy no longer resist fighting. Uh, these... No, it can't do that one. No, it that can't one, do that, that one. That would be bad. Uh, <laughs> that, w- that one's bad. <laughs> I think Fairy might lose a resistance, or something might gain a resistance, if we if we get that. Yes. That would be yeah. how I think it would change. Uh, those matchup changes might be too big, but I feel like Fairy-type is a little overpowered and needs a little small correction. Finally, a few months ago, I wrote in and said I wish they would bring back Pokemon in the overworld similar to the Let's Go games. Thatch said a good compromise would be Poke Radar, but I disagree. Pokenav difference. Pokenav plus, There's yeah. a difference. What I propose is a, com- is a compromise that the overworld could be filled with Pokemon, but you could not enter a wild encounter with them. Maybe on routes you can get a glimpse of what you might find in the tall grass, or trainers might have Pokemon out next to them. This has already been a feature, but I'd love to be the world filled with life, which is why I enjoyed Let's Go so much. It felt so immersive being surrounded by the Pokemon. Fire with random encounters, I just don't want the world to be empty. Well, good news! <laughs> Good. Yeah. I I think it's still done yeah. healthily. Like, uh, let's go. Like, let's. The problem with let's go is it took pre-existing routes that weren't designed for that, and they did it, yeah. which made it kind of feel out of place. But now they're in environments where they feel natural, yeah. and the wide open spaces. And I think lends this is itself good. to those kinds of spawns too. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing's exactly, and and they still didn't get rid of. They still didn't get rid of the I, traditional okay, so spawns looking, either. You said that. And I was thinking back, looking at the trailer. I think that outside of wild. Wild areas, yeah, they have that normal yeah. encounter, yeah. but I think it's, there aren't grass encounters yeah, in mm-hmm. wild areas. In the wild area, uh, there there uh, are uh, in wild area there are there are, there are but, I don't the, think but they no no that. it's not it's not it's not it's okay 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 it's in the it's in the press it's in the Pokemon.com. it's not uh, 
it's not exactly the same, but what it is, like, instead of having the Pokemon pop up in the overworld, it'll be like, oh, there's an exclamation yeah, uh, point that, in the grass, and you can, like, go creep over there. That, that, that's that was the route. route. You didn't have free camera control there. That was ang- angled down. That was a route. Mm, yeah. Is that? Yeah, yep. I'm sure. That that, was, that no, was no, that's in the wild, that's in the wild that, area. Let me pull that it up. Was, no, that no, was I'm not looking, a wild area. You can argue with me, and I want you to tell me I'm wrong. That's fine. Like, tell me I'm wrong. And then we'll move on. And then if I accept it... Uh, and then if I accept the defeat, I'll, I'll I'm okay right. with that. Um, Finishing out this email, <laughs> but yeah, keep Anyways. going. Finish the email. I'm gonna look this I up. Know this is a long email, and I know you guys will probably get a lot after the direct. So feel free to skip over stuff and only read certain parts. Well, now you tell me. Too late. Love the show. We don't read the ends of the emails no, first. This is fresh takes. Love the show. I can't wait to hear you guys talk about the direct. Alex, the Charizard X Master. So you guys might be right, but there's no confirmation otherwise. Exactly. Um, then you can't. It goes against yeah, you as well. Like, yeah, it does go this, against me. Like, you are correct. Like it. That's all we're saying. There, there's no confirmation that it's like that or not. Okay, like that. It's but at least I still like have both. Yes, at least I still yes, have both, both which is all I care about. Yes. That's all I care about. I wanted both to exist. Um, okay, so we have one more email, and and let's see. So this one is from uh, Trainer Wolf, Dear Thatch, and his. I don't even know what Mellifluous co-host. I just finished watching the Pokemon Direct, and wow, that was big. Pun absolutely intended. <laughs> First, let's talk about the fan fee in the room, Dynamaxing. To be honest, I kind of hate the name. It kind of <laughs> just sounds like something from Mega Man NT Warrior, not Pokemon. That's too accurate. <laughs> the concept is okay, although it looks like it's essentially just a really big Pokemon evolution that goes away after a few turns. I would like I would like it a lot more if you could do it, couldn't do it as a player, but you still had to fight against giant Pokemon in the raids. I think we all feel that way. Um, it just feels weird having your little Pikachu turning into a monster from Rampage. I guess the folks at Game Freak watched the new Godzilla trailer for inspiration. I guess it's still a cool idea for raids, though, since it's kind of like co-op battles with an epic totem Pokemon. It is. Yes. It, that, that's the coolest part. The raids. I need to make some friends so I can do that. Come to Puckle P- Puckle's Discord. Link in the show notes. Uh, because it looks like a ton of fun. Am I the only one who got some serious Lake of Rage vibes from that Dynamax Gyarados? I think they showed us just the right amount of new Pokemon. I hated the sun and moon and how they showed nearly all the Pokemon before the games even came out. I hope they don't do that this time. So far, we've only seen 9 or 10 new Pokemon. So if they could only show a couple more at E3, maybe the starters middle evolutions, they're not going to show that kind of stuff at E3. What we're going to get at E3 is probably some early Route 1 yeah. Pokemon. Yeah. Maybe a couple like mid mid game with like trainers or something in a while. Yeah, we'll get we're gonna we'll get, get some, a lot more. We're gonna get Route One Pokemon essentially because they're gonna show yeah. that off at the treehouse and it's gonna be in the demo because they're gonna have more than Wooloo and Dreadnought and the starters in the yeah. in the that's in that's the demo. Route One is like your best vertical slice demo. Yes, that's what they'll get. Um, they might get some wild area experience as well just to demo yeah. that. I hope they don't. Um, uh, and maybe another 10 in 10 and the starters final evolutions in a September direct. I think it's, I'm sorry, but I believe the floodgates yeah, are opened no. and we're going to get another one in like once yep, a month. Every couple of weeks, we're going to get some designs. We're going to get something like once a month. Like just, what do you think the July Coro Coro is going to be? Disappointing. Cause we'll get the trailer a week in advance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be only around 25, which leaves plenty to explore and discover for yourself. Showing us a few good, uh, a few Pokemon gets me hyped for the new region, but showing us just too many feels like they're spoiling the exploration and discovery. To be fair, we did not know about Delmise. And some people got to the and Elite Four without ever finding out about Delmise. Yeah. yeah, like, we didn't know about that. Also, I'm going to catch a female Corviknight and name it Lenore, because I'm that kind of nerd. 
I'm excited to hear what you all think about the news. I'm sure there are some things I forgot to talk about, but this has gone long enough already. So I'll catch you on the flip flop. Trainer Wolf will be back as the journey continues. I'm not reading all of these hashtags. <laughs> um, and so I think that's it uh, for the emails this week. Uh, so first of all, Green Taurus Badge, who? Um, uh, let's give it to Mr. Panda because we kind of we kind of just slapped <laughs> him like real hard, badge. and I feel kind of yeah, bad. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. We yeah, as an apology, as like a, as like a parting gift and like an apology. Here you go. <laughs> we'll kick you in the um, face, but we'll give you your badge. It's like the opposite of Jasmine. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, so we here you go. Win the green tourist badge. Just ask for it. Somebody on the server will give it to you, uh, so you can turn your name green. And then, uh, of course, if you want to email us next week at pucklepodcast@gmail.com, let us know what you thought of the direct, particularly Dynamaxing. How do you feel about that? Uh, pucklepodcast at gmail.com if you want to keep up with puckle and get some more puckly goodness go check out the puckle plus channel over at uh on any place where you can check out more things we t- drop a show every thursday about something pokemon wise it's a lot of fun if you want to get more content as well you can go to twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast watch myself jushiro and orange avengers stream different pokemon things mostly tcg i've been streaming more battles recently and maybe i'll do that nuzlocke if you guys hit me up on discord wink wink nudge nudge um and uh, you can go to youtube.com slash puckle podcast to get more battle commentaries, which are actually turning out really good. I'm really impressed with how the, some of the newer ones are coming out. Um, and then on top of that, uh, if you want to follow us on social media, go check out Twitter. We're running a contest, by, by the way, on uh, social media. And I forgot I have to give away that passphrase. Well, now's the time <laughs> to say it. Well, I probably have already done it in a commercial. So... <laughs> It's already too late. It already happened. So go check out that. Uh, go check out the uh, the contest over on our social media, over on Twitter and Instagram, um, and also Facebook. You guys can go check all those out, and you can actually uh, win a copy of Sword or Shield. Um, and on top of that, a hundred and forty dollars shopping spree to PokemonCenter.com. Asterisk, unless you live in not the United States, at which point you will be uh, you will have to include the shipping price into your shopping spree. Uh, outside of that, though. Um, I, if you want to support the show, you could go over to our uh, Twitch, like I said, subscribe over there. You can also go to our T Public store where you can get a bunch of cool designs uh, on different kinds of sweatshirts and whatever kind of things you could wear on your body, as well as drink out of cups like mugs and wear tapestries as capes. Um, and then, or tote bags. I don't know why I would want a puckle tote bag, but it exists. Uh, if somebody buys that, I will high five you and hug you at PuckleCon if you're there with that tote bag. Um, that's all it takes is buying a tote bag. Um, I do have the throw pillow and I really actually like the throw pillows, by the way. Uh, and then finally, if you want to support the show in the most ultimate way possible and get Pokemon summer league or puckle summer league badges, you can go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash puckle podcast and join the crew over there and maybe even get a shiny Pokemon or, or two or four or how many ever you can get. So that is going to be it for us here at the puckle podcast. Uh, I'm trainer thatch. I'm Shamu and I'm Linian. And it's closing time. It's closing time in Lavender Town. Time to say our goodbyes. It's closing time. Farewell, my friends. I'll catch you on. Lips up.
as always, we here at Pucko would like to thank our patrons who help us make everything possible. So thank you to Trevor, Greg, Figer, Juicebox, Duly Noted, Tendleman, Keegan, the fluffiest ones we caught, Shamu, Snag, Dexio, Christian, Kyle, Miguel, Apollo, Rotted Mushroom, Mr. Panda, Ryan, Seth Vilo, Wade, Marcus, King Kavik, Alolan Dirks, Tank, Samuel, Claude Nine, Bodtech, Beauty and the Geek, Swamp Rattata, Tori Harrington, Steve R. Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Josh the Golden Klefki, Angelic Forest, the British Gent, Trevor, Mark, TJ, Doc Knox, Dennis, Echo, Jonathan, Disco Calypso, Michael, Taylor, Colt, Maxi, Shambles, Tim, Andrew, Old Man Tup, David, Dark Shaggy, Chris, Aaron, Jeremy, Louise, Franco, Justin, Locke, Jordan, Jonathan, Graham, Greg, Alec, Mikey, Cuppy, Ozzy, Josh Ray, Halfful Reviews, Sparky, Coop, Jordan, Nick, Dylan, Huitku, Shira, Smacky the Frog, Ironcaster, Kevin, Orange Avenger, Thomas, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Asgrush, uh, Joseph, Travy, Cordell, Julia, Alex, and The Real EV. Thank you to all of you guys for supporting the show, helping us make an awesome Pokemon community. And we will be recording the next Puckle Live next week. So catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.